0: Welcome to the Beyond Bankies Gardening Podcast, bringing you interviews with gardeners, plant lovers and other industry experts. With you by our side, we are growing forward together and nurturing the minds and souls of gardeners both new and old. Check us out at our website, beyondbankies.com. Now your host for today's podcast, former vice president of Bankie Nurseries and the proud granddaughter of its founders, Albert and Rose Bankie. Here is Stephanie Fleming. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Beyond Banky's Gardening Podcast. I'm Stephanie Fleming, and I'm so glad you're with us today. So it's been quite a spring so far, and I'm ready to get my summer annuals in pots. But have you all ever thought about growing some herbs? I know I love putting in parsley each year. I love the butterflies that we get with those parsley caterpillars that climb, those big black swallowtail butterflies. But are you like me and have tried other herbs and failed, or they take over the garden, or you're just wondering, what are you doing wrong? Well, during this episode, I'm going to talk to an expert about growing herbs and even growing them in the container for this summer. And I think we're going to learn a little bit about how easy it might be to grow the herbs and why they're important to us, not just in our kitchen. A few weeks ago, when I was at the 2022 Maryland Spring Home and Garden Show, I met Peggy Riccio. When she stopped by my booth, we got to talking and I found out she knew a lot about herbs. And since I've been thinking about trying my hand at a few different herbs this year, I asked if she would like to be a guest on my podcast and she said yes. So Peggy's a horticulturalist and garden communicator in Northern Virginia. She's been writing articles for magazines as well as her website, Pegplant for more than 30 years. She's especially interested in growing vegetables and herbs and is currently the president of the Potomac Unit of the Herb Society of America. Her website, PegPlant, serves as an online resource for gardeners in the D.C. metro area and she publishes a free monthly gardening newsletter. Peggy gives presentations on herbs and initiated a Facebook group called Culinary Herbs and Spices. Hey, Peggy, how are you doing? Hi, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty good now that I got this thing to work on my computer. <laughs> so Peggy and I had a little bit of trouble where she couldn't hear me, but we got it going. Peggy, as I mentioned, I've been wanting to try some different herbs. And to tell you the truth, I pretty much am only successful with parsley. So what can you give as advice to somebody like me that's kind of out there with herbs?
1: Well, now it's uh, recording in April, so it's still a cool spring. So now with this cool weather, it's the perfect time to start your cilantro or your dill, and even chervil. if you've ever tried that before. And they can easily be started by seed in containers or in the ground, or you could probably buy them at the local nurseries now.
0: Well, cilantro, that I really do want to try that. Every time I try it, it, it like goes to mush.
1: Yeah. Well, it bolts very quickly. So it likes this cool spring weather, and you can grow it by seed, or you can buy, probably buy the plant. You could put it in a container. The container doesn't have to be deep. Or you could just grow it in the ground, and then – it'll grow and then you harvest the leaves. But by the summertime and the warm weather, it will bolt, which means it's flowering. and going to set seed, but then you can save the seed and sow it again next year. And also then if you want to have cilantro throughout the growing season, you just keep sowing it. Right now it would be full sun, because but in the summertime, you would give it afternoon shade and make sure you're keeping an eye on the moisture level.
0: Okay. Well, there's what I was doing wrong. I was buying my plant from Bankies when we were opened and I thought I had it for the whole season, and I couldn't figure out what was going on.
1: No, it's very short-lived, but you can keep doing it throughout the summertime as long as you give it some afternoon shade, and it likes it a little bit cooler, too. And when this is broadcast, I suppose this will be in May, then? be beginning of May. Yeah. yeah, so after Mother's Day, I'd start the basil, and basil's very easy to do from seed, all different kinds of basil. Well, what's your favorite kind of basil? So uh, last year, I was really getting into the Thai basil, so... <laughs> Because I like to make syrups with the Thai basil. So you do a cup of sugar, a cup of water with a cup of the leaves and a saucepan, and then you bring it up to a boil and then you just let it sit there for about 15 or 20 minutes with no heat on, you know, and then you just strain off the leaves and you pour that syrup into a glass jar after it cools down. And so you had that sugary syrup with the flavor of the Thai basil. And I was adding that to limeade. If you add a couple of spoonfuls of that to limeade, it makes it taste really good.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. I, I, I like that idea. Yeah. So what other uses do you have with the herbs? I mean, I, I know with my basil, I, I put it in a lot of things, but.
1: Right. Well, so you can grow sweet basil that everybody likes to grow sweet basil. And then, of course, there's other basils like we also grow lemon basil here. And for lemon basil, we harvest the leaves and we put them on a pan with aluminum foil, put it on a pan, and then you put tilapia on top and you put the tilapia on the lemon basil leaves and you broil the tilapia. And then that flavor comes through in the tilapia. And that's really good. I take it you do a lot of cooking with your fresh herbs. I'm very interested in culinary herbs. And so I do a lot of cooking or experimenting. Like I like to do the syrups, So like right now, chives are up. That's the sort other of thing. Chives are a perennial. Everybody should have chives in their garden because they're perennial. They come up early and you harvest them and you can make chive butter. So we do chive butter with the chives or you can do them for baked potatoes or egg dishes. Yeah, I always like chives on deviled eggs. Yeah, yeah. And that's an easy one. Everybody should have that one in their garden. That's easy. Yeah, You know, actually, my mother-in-law
0: used to um, always have chives and some other things. I I guess I'm a little lazy, but I I have a vision and I want to have these clay pots on our back we have a cement patio, but it is full sun. So you're saying by the middle of summer, it needs to be more
1: shade for different herbs. Well, it depends on the herb. That was just the cilantro. The cilantro likes a cool spring season. So if you're going to grow it in the summertime, you want to give it afternoon shade. Okay. But you could do it in a container. And chives, you could do in a container for the summer, but it's not going to last. It's easier to do it in the ground because it's a perennial and will come back every year. And you know, they're narrow and thin, so you could tuck them in. You know what I mean? Yeah that'll work. Basil is full sun. Basil could be in a pot or in the ground and that is full sun.
0: When I used to have our, my husband and I had a wholesale nursery for about 28 years. We grew annuals and poinsettias and things like that. And we also would put in different herbs, like, well, we had parsley and we had sage and we had all sorts of different things. And when we would make annual container gardens, we would plant them in there for texture. Right. I I really liked that. I always thought that was nice in a garden.
1: Right. So for the container this summer, like even if you had a flower container, you could add in a little bit of a little rosemary plant or a little sage plant or oregano or whatever. You could add that in there if you want to for the summer. It might not make it over the winter. But yeah, you could do that.
0: Like you said, many of these herbs are perennial and they'll come back. I know my sage came back every year. We had it in the ground. It was a beautiful sage.
1: Right. So people could plant the perennial ones are like rosemary and sage and oregano and not marjoram. They can plant those in along with all their other plants. It doesn't have to be a separate formal herb garden. They can grow it just like other perennials. Fun, fun. <laughs> I, well,
0: I like texture. I mean, we all like to have color in our garden, but I think having the different leaves and the textures just gives it a different element.
1: And that's another thing too. If you're thinking, about, if you're looking at the herb, think about the leaf and the structure and the texture. Like with sage, sometimes you can get some big leaves off the sage, so you could. Get a stick of butter and let it come to room temperature and put it in a Ziploc baggie and pipe it onto the leaves and then on a tray, you know, and then you put it back into the refrigerator to get it hard. And so then you have these sage leaves with the butter on it, like a butter pat, and then you can put that on your baked potato. So think about how you can use that leaf because it's edible. You know, you, you can, you know, nobody's going to get sick off of it. Or if you made a pumpkin pie and you take the pie out, it's baked. You can put little sage leaves around the perimeter of the pie. So think about how that can be used to decorate. I have to think about my husband. It's just the two
0: of us. Yeah, I I think he might like that. He definitely liked the thing on the pie because that would mean he's getting a pie.
1: (laughs) Right. So culinary herbs are also used to decorate as well as giving you botanical flavoring.
0: A lot of things, I mean, like with pansies, you can eat the pansies. I just know you have to be very careful on a lot of things that you buy at the garden center because you don't know exactly what's been sprayed on things.
1: Right. If it was something that like right now violets are coming up in the backyard and I can pick those violets and I can put them in a fruit salad or I can crystallize them with the sugar, you know, or you can make in the Potomac unit, we just had an herb study and the thing was violets. And so somebody actually made chocolates with a violet cream interior. And then somebody put the little violets in the ice cube tray. So you had a little blossom in the ice cube, you know. Oh, it's that, that, that was lovely it was it was actually a lot of fun
0: yeah I, you know you see so much if you go on pinterest you can see so many different things to do i love violets i have never put them in a salad but you know i think maybe i'm going to try that because i've got a whole backyard full of them and that's something i'm going to definitely try i know that you are with the president of the herb society of america with the potomac unit
1: right i'm the president of the Potomac Unit, which is like the local chapter of the Herb Society of America. Like I just said, we, ha- we do herb studies, but we also have meetings. And of course, I've been through Zoom lately, but we have meetings and we have speakers. And we're very involved with the herb garden at the National Arboretum. Yeah, we have events there too. And we have volunteers who work there. And so if anybody wants to join, it's a great way to learn about herbs. So how would they contact
0: you or to join?
1: We have a website, just go to herbsocietypotomac.org and you'll see more about us. And you'll see our, we have a newsletter too. So you'll see the most recent newsletter to learn about what we do. And then you can join. It says in there, there's a membership form and you just send a check off to our treasurer. So one of the things that we do too is that, you know, the Friends of the National Arboretum has an annual plant sale and we sell herbs there as our major fundraiser. And we're not doing it this year because of COVID, but we're going to go back to doing it We did it before COVID and now we're going to go back to doing it, but that's our major fundraiser. So, but you're not doing it this year? No, not this year because of COVID, but FONA is still having their plant sale. Oh, okay. And when is that? I believe it's the last Saturday in April at the Arboretum. Okay. All right. That sounds
0: like something, if the COVID rates stay down, that I might need to go check it out. That is a lot of fun, but then kind of careful there.
1: Yeah. We will have events there under the arbor of the National Herb Garden later on in May and in the summertime. That sounds good. I've
0: always been a big believer in getting the word out for the different garden clubs and stuff like that and different plant societies. We used to hold a big thing at the nursery and let all the different societies come down and set up so people could check out the hosta club or the herb club and... Do you belong to any other garden clubs?
1: Well, I belong to the Camelot Garden Club, which is in Camelot, sort of in Virginia, which is actually part of the National Garden Clubs. I don't know if you've heard of the National Garden Clubs. Mm -hmm. So that's a huge organization with gardening clubs all across America. I'm actually the blog administrator for the National Garden Clubs on the national level. Fine. But I belong to Camelot. And then, so I take care of posting up a blog on their website every week. And then also I'm a member of Gardencom which is the Association of Garden Communicators. That's a lot of fun too and that's a way of of networking and getting to know other fellow garden communicators. Well that that's good. I think if our listeners
0: are interested we'll put a lot of this information in the notes after the podcast is over. But Peggy, I wanted to ask you a little bit about I met you at the at the show and I when I went home I looked you up and got on your website and it's fantastic. You have so much resources and information there for free. How did you get started with all that?
1: Well, it's horticulture. So I went to Virginia Tech when I was young and I majored in horticulture, but my passion is horticulture and garden communications and years ago, and I used to write for gardening magazines freelance all the time, but before, you know, the internet and everything. But then with the internet and blogs and everything, I was thinking of the welcome wagon model. Because when I was in Vienna, Virginia, we just moved to Vienna and my mom was visited by the welcome wagon lady. You know, back in the day when the welcome light ladies would come to the mothers who were staying at home, right? And they would tell them all about the local businesses to introduce them to the community. And I thought, this is my website is going to be a website like a welcome wagon for people who are new to gardening or new to the DC metro area. And they want to know all about gardening in this area. So my website provides the local nurseries, as well as extension agents, master gardeners, local public gardens, you know, all the things you need to know about gardening in this area. It's
0: fantastic. And why don't you tell our listeners the website?
1: It's pegplant.com. And it's a website. And then I also write about gardening there. And that's general gardening. You know, every now and then there might be an article about an herb, but that's general gardening. And then also th- I list monthly events. Every month I list gardening events in the D.C. metro area. And there, right now in April, there's 130 gardening events. And that that's not just in D.C. It's also because of Zoom. Some of it might be in Pennsylvania, but it's applicable to us. And you can Zoom it, you know. And then I also produce a newsletter that links back to that. So the newsletter is Peg Plants Post. It's free. You just have to put in your email on the website. And then that links back to the events and that has articles and always a giveaway. Every month, there's always a giveaway. Well, I I signed up and
0: um, we were talking because I was going to go up to York to the Herb Society. Right. I didn't make it. I I went to Meadows Farms instead. But
1: did you go up? I went up to York, yes. And I actually did buy some herbs too. And I listened to different speakers. And that was, I've never been there before, but I went up there to check it out. It's only a two-hour drive from where I live. And one of the plants I bought was African blue basil because I have never grown that before and I've always wanted to grow that.
0: Well, that I'd be interested in hearing how it did. I have to say your events calendar is so in depth um, because, well, Peggy had told me about it. I went on there and I just couldn't believe. How are you finding out all these things?
1: Oh, I have sort of like a template where I, um, and also people email me. And now, actually, because I guess I'm a member of the Camelot Garden Club, uh, some of the garden clubs now are emailing me their events and want me to list them, which is fine, you know, as long as they tell me, that's fine. And the other thing too is, so I started Peg Plant a long time ago, and that was general gardening. But the more I got interested in herbs, the more I was trying to figure out, okay, now what am I going to do? So I created a Facebook page for that so that my, I guess my alter ego about herbs (laughs) is on the Facebook, which is called Culinary Herbs and Spices,
0: and that's about herbs. Well, that's good. So we can go there and join. I think it's it's a private group, right? It's private. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't we go back to herbs a little bit? Can you give our listeners, what would be your top couple herbs that if they're just starting out, they should try?
1: Well, if they're just starting out, then I would wait until it warms up in May and do the summer ones. So uh, the basils, you know, of course, and then, but if they have, it depends on if they have land. If they have land, try to do some of the perennials, the easy ones like Chives is a perennial that will come back. Sage would be easy for them. Oregano would be easy for them. And then, if they don't have any land, you can at least pot them up in the container for the summer. There's nothing wrong with that, you know. And you can easily buy these herbs in nurseries. They're very, in little containers, very cheap. And you can pot them up either in groups, depending on what the preferences are, or in single containers on the patio or the deck. Just make sure that they're kept watered, you know, so that when it dries out here, they can easily do that for the summertime and still harvest them. What about fertilizer? So, Well, if they were in a container, then you might have to give a little bit of nutrients because the rain leaches out the nutrients, you know. And with basil, if you're producing, if you're growing that sweet basil and you want it to pump out those leaves, and you want those leaves, then you might have to get a little bit of nitrogen in the summertime. But if it's in a container, it might meet a little bit. But mine, the ones that I have in the ground here, I don't need to fertilize. Well, I know with the sweet basil, and
0: especially when I had them at the greenhouse, you could take cuttings, you pinch them and make them bushier. We would just root them. They rooted really easily.
1: Right. So with the sweet basil, you're growing it for the leaves and you're telling it produce, produce, you know, and make it branch out and make more leaves. And then you might get a little bit of nitrogen. But there's other basils like cardinal you might want to grow for the flowers. And when I did the Thai one last one, I had a stand of Thai basil just as an annual, just to grow it for the flowers. Okay, well, here's a here's something that I am probably one of the only
0: people around that I don't like mint. I don't like anything to do with mint—the smell of mint, the taste of mint. Keep it away from me. Unfortunately, one time some mint got in our garden. That was terrible. It just went everywhere.
1: Yeah, you have to grow the mint in containers. But here in this area, they will overwinter very well in a small. They don't have to be a big container. They'll overwinter very well because they're very hardy. But actually, mint in a container would be a very good plant to grow, especially for kids, because you got your peppermint, your chocolate mint, your spearmint, you know, it's a very easy plant to grow.
0: It was terrible walking at the nursery. If you walk by the herbs and you brushed against all that mint, I was like, oh, my goodness. (laughs) But I, you know, that's my one thing that I don't like, but I know a lot of people do and they put it in their tea. Right. They put it in. I know people make soaps and stuff with the different herbs.
1: So when my kids were little, what I did is I made a syrup with the chocolate mint, and then I poured it over fresh strawberries. So you have that chocolate strawberry taste, you know. Mm-hmm. And then we chop up fresh peppermint leaves and we add it to our chocolate chip cookie dough or to our brownie mix, and you got that peppermint chocolate flavor. So they really got a kick out of that.
0: Well, I think most people would. I wouldn't, but <laughs> I just um. One other thing I like are the little tiny thyme and that you can put near your walks, and so when you're walking sometimes you get this the smell can you know whiff up right. to you and I always like that in the garden. I noticed on your website you talk about do talks and everything about vegetable gardening also.
1: Well, I give uh, talks to local gardening clubs and usually it's it can be anything because I'm a horticulturist but I just usually it's been herbs or edible flowers or plant propagation and plant propagation is a good workshop to do in person. Right. And it's fun to do these things in person because they're more interactive, you know, and you can like when I talk about herbs, I ask people, how do you use them in the kitchen? And most people have used them in the kitchen. They know how to cook with them. They just don't know how to grow them. Right. And that's why I started this Facebook is because when I gave the talks before COVID, it was interactive. But then with COVID, I gave it through Zoom and you lost that. So I was trying to continue the conversation on Facebook.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to join. <laughs> I just You know, I think it's something I am interested in growing something besides just parsley. You know, I love my parsley.
1: You know, there's a lot of, I'm getting really interested in the tropical herbs too, because whenever you read a book or an article, it's always the Mediterranean ones, but now there's the tropical ones. And most people don't know about ginger and about roselle and about lemon verbena, you know, all those different turmeric, all those different kinds of herbs that you don't really know about or hear about.
0: I, I would be very interested in about the ginger so we can grow that in this area, right?
1: I did. Last year, I, Well, you started off, actually, I went to an Asian supermarket and I got the ginger, organic ginger. You start it off in a pot indoors in the house in like March. And then, you know, it sprouts, it grows. And then when it gets warm, you put it outside and I put it in a huge container and it grows all summer long. And then in the fall, you harvest it and you can use it fresh if you want to. And you actually use that ginger to make gingerbread, which to me is just fascinating. It's
0: just is that on your is that on your Facebook page?
1: Oh no, actually that experiment I put on my website. So I wrote about growing it here, and I wrote about gingerbread, and and to me it was just fascinating. And when it's fresh, it's just so cool. Well,
0: I'm going to find that because we love gingerbread in our house, and I think I'm going to have to check that. And and for everybody out there listening, I'm going to link to. Pegplant, And we're going to check all this out because, like I said, it's a great resource. Now, you mentioned that you do talks and you do workshops and stuff. Where, where can our listeners find you?
1: Well, if they go to pegplant.com and I'm doing something that's for the public, I'll list it there on my website. In fact, I did just do that because this coming Thursday, I am talking publicly about culinary herbs. And it's actually a Zoom and it's free. Because it's done with the Prince George Master Gardeners, so it's I put that on my website, and they can find out about that. And then they have to register with them, you know. And it's done through their master gardeners, their extension people, so it's free. That
0: that sounds like something I might need to check out too. So that'd be great. I take it you you have a home in Northern Virginia. Do you put in a big vegetable garden?
1: No, I do the usual tomatoes and the peppers and cucumbers and beans, and but most of it is more edibles herbs and then i also have a lot of just other kinds of plants just the oak leaf hydrangea i really love that one monarda different kinds of shrubs and trees blackberries just all different kinds of things i just got and now i'm starting to grow for the first time elderberry so i just got two elderberries so I'm also interested in edible shrubs too. I just don't have the space for it, but I
0: want to grow it. <laughs> yeah, edible shrubs. Now, now, what would be an
1: edible shrub? So elderberry and of course my thornless blackberries. Yeah. And then of course there are cherries that you can get that will grow here. The other thing I just got is avalancher. I don't know if you know shadblow or serviceberry, serviceberry tree. Serviceberry, yeah. So the serviceberry tree, you can actually eat the berries. And I just got two of those. And it's more like you know you want it, you get it, and then you have to figure out where to put it. Yes. Oh my goodness!
0: Well, I always say there's always room in the garden for one more plant. Somehow, <laughs> you just got to squeeze it in there. So I'm squeezing it. We're in blessed. There. We got three acres and plenty of room for most of my life. It had what it had was all greenhouses, and when we ended our wholesale nursery, the greenhouses came down, and it's all ground now. So you know, we I kept bringing plants back from the nursery from banking.
1: No, mine's a typical suburban house and garden. So it's just, just squeezing it in there. And of course, we have that lawn in the back that my husband wants to keep, but I want to get rid of it, you know? So yeah. it's always that tug of war. And I want to do lasagna gardening and create more beds. So
0: I do know, and I think you talked about it on your, I think I saw it on your website, about how herbs are beneficial, not just for our health and our well-being, but for
1: Right, so there are a lot of herbs that flower. Uh, you either grow them for the flowers, or if you just let them go bolt and flower, when they flower, they're attracting beneficial insects and pollinators. So they're supporting them. And then a lot of times, even if they go to seed, then you're feeding the birds. So if you, you know, you get really busy or whatever, and you don't get around to harvesting your basil and it flowers and it sets seed, don't worry about it. You've still done something good for the environment.
0: Right. Well, like I mentioned about the caterpillars on my um
1: Oh yeah. And then you're feeding them too. So with the dill and the parsley and the fennel, you're feeding them. Well, it was the first year
0: I've ever seen. I mean, the whole plant was just covered with these caterpillars. We're looking at each other and we got our book out and looked it up and I said, Oh, look at this butterfly. And then wouldn't you know it? I had these beautiful black swallowtail butterflies. Yeah. It was fantastic. My grandchildren lived next door and they were amazed and
1: so that was a lot of fun. I'm putting on a lot of parsley. Yeah. And then you just grow parsley for you and for them. You don't spray to get rid of them. You feed them because you're supporting the the butterflies. Well, I froze
0: some parsley this year and it's worked out pretty good. I mean, it's not great. doesn't look that great when it comes out, but you know, I'd like to put it in soups and stuff like that and on our potatoes. So I had so much of it, so much of it. <laughs> and then the next day you go out and it's stripped because the caterpillars ate it all. Well, I, we're going to come to a section that I like to do, and it's called our green thumb section. I want you, I have a couple questions that I was going to ask you. If you had, what is your go-to gardening resource? If you, what would be, where would you like to get your answers to gardening questions?
1: Well, if I had a question, it's probably because I have a problem with a pest or a disease. So I would go to an extension agent here, in, um, and the extension agents are by county. So I would go to the Fairfax County Extension agent and if I had a problem. They are great. Okay. And we've touched on a lot of plants
0: today, but what are your two
1: favorite plants? It
0: doesn't have to be herbs or vegetables, but what would be your two?
1: It is basil because there's a wide variety of basils, all the different kinds of basils, and so easy to grow from seed, you know, and then, and saving the seed. And then Monarda bee balm. We didn't talk about bee balm or monarda. There's lots of different kinds of monardas and they have a really cool flower structure, you know, and absolutely. Yeah. For the red flowered one that you can use the flowers for your fruit salad because they're edible. So the red flower against a, you know, a fruit salad is a good contrast. And then the teas for making the leaves for making tea. It's a lot of uses out of Monarda. Hummingbirds, kind of like that red one? And then it attracts, of course, it attracts all the pollinators and the hummingbirds, and you can't go wrong.
0: Right. We had a pollinator garden at the nursery the last few years, and I'm pretty sure Larry Hurley had, I know he did, he had them in there. So um, anyhow, well, okay, well, here's a question. When you're not gardening, what do you like to do? I read. I read fiction. I read a lot.
1: I read so much, I have to go to the library once a week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love to read. I do. I love my physical books, but then my eyes started going and the weight of all the books in my house got heavy. So I do a lot of online reading. I definitely agree with you there. We've talked about how everybody can find out about you. We're going to put the links on that. But, you know, I just want to give you an opportunity. Do you have anything else you would like to share with our listeners?
1: I just want to encourage people to come visit me at pegplant.com and subscribe to the newsletter because it's free. I mean, you can't go wrong. There's a giveaway every month. And then also join us on the Facebook group, the Culinary Herbs and Spices. And if you want to join the Potomac unit, check us out at herbsocietypotomac.org. And they'll see from my website, they'll see how to contact me. Great.
0: I'm definitely going to sign up to your Facebook page and I'm going to find that gingerbread article because that sounds like a lot of fun for the grandchildren. I do want to ask you, I started a a new gardening forum this year, and we're trying to get it off the ground. And I would love for you to join it. Oh, yeah. I'll join it right after this. Great. Because that way, if anybody has questions on herbs, I can't answer them. I'm the facilitator. Okay. So we we get experts. It's like we have Carol Allen for orchids. We'll have Peggy for the herbs. And if you have vegetable gardening questions, well, sounds like any kind of question we can ask her. I just, I'm really glad that you joined me today and sorry for all the technical problems I
1: had, but. Oh, that's fine. Don't worry about it. I used to have a podcast too, but I just, there, there's just so many things to do in the garden, you know, it's just so much.
0: Yeah. So many things to do in the garden and not be on the, on the computer. I think that's more what I need to figure out how to divide my time there. Anyhow, I want to just ask everybody, do you think you're going to do a herb garden this year? I think I am. I know I'm going to plant the parsley. But I do want to try the cilantro. I've tried it before. And I guess what I've done is didn't understand why it just went away. <laughs> right. Well,
1: that's the key to any plant is knowing its life cycle so and yeah. its requirements.
0: You know, of course, the nursery always had so many. And when I was at Meadow Farms this weekend, they had beautiful herbs. So I'm sure all the garden centers are getting them in. And you're right. They don't cost that much. You can get wonderful seeds. We always carried a lot of different seed package companies and sow them, which is fun for the kids. And, you know, it's a little bit more economical.
1: And a lot of them are straight species too, you know, so it's not a branded item, you know, it's not trademarked for a lot of them. So you can save the seed or you can make cuttings and give them to friends. Oh, Kathy Gents
0: does the seed exchange every year. And so I'm sure she has herb seeds too, right? So that's, Something else fun to do in this area.
1: Well, that's the other thing. If you run out of time and you don't harvest and they bolt, and they set seeds, save the seed and either share them with friends or sow them next year. You can't go wrong. Right. So I um, guess we're
0: coming to the end here. I really do want to pre- I appreciate you coming and joining me, talking about the herbs and a little bit about everything. Well, thank you. It's been fun. And we'll do it again sometime. Well, I would love to invite you back. And I'm just so grateful you looked me up at the booth at the at the show that was, that was great. fun yep that was different for me that was a
1: long show we'll do christmas herbs you know when christmas comes around we'll talk about herbs for christmas yeah those rosemary topiaries
0: that's my favorite thing i love rosemary um the herb of remembrance yes i'd love to have you back in the winter time um we can talk about different herbs in winter time that would be fantastic all right so i hope everybody checks out our resources and you know check out our gardening forum ask questions about herbs peggy said that she's going to sign up so she can answer them yeah and
1: that'd be fun and i'll send you the gingerbread article and then how to grow ginger article
0: great We'll put, and we'll put that in our notes for the end of this thing that way people can click on those things and goes right to your your site i did do an article about your site
1: that i met you a week or so ago, I noticed all of a sudden my numbers spiked. And it was like, what happened? It was What like, happened, Stephanie? For the so. show, had a spike in my numbers. <laughs> well, that's good. That's well, good. I. Always, that's good. Thank you. Uh, you know,
0: I meant to ask you if you, you know, I saw people were clicking away. So that's always fun. Anyhow. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed this episode of Beyond Bankies podcast. And if you did, I hope you leave us a review on whatever or wherever you get your podcasts and share this episode with your friends. And be sure to check out our new forum, like I mentioned, you know, share some pictures and stuff. People have talked about, oh, I got this plant 20 years ago, this tree in my yard. And, you know, do hashtag born at Bankies. It's great. You know, we have so many people with so many wonderful memories. And You know, as the the nursery is, finally demolition has started. And It's coming down, and I will be sharing pictures as we go. And while it's sad, we all have these memories tucked inside us. Share the pictures. Talk about your memories. I think it's fantastic. And also share when you go to another garden center. I do want to thank everybody for listening. And if you did hear this and you're hearing me talk right now, that means you listened all the way to the end of this podcast. And for that, Peggy and I are really happy about that. (laughs) So... I want to thank you. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you join us next month for another guest that I'm sure you're going to be enjoy hearing from. Until next time, this is Stephanie Fleming from Beyond Bankies. I want you to stay safe, be happy, and remember, if you truly love nature, you're going to find beauty everywhere. Bye.